Hello listeners and welcome to another State of the Union, your weekly breakdown of all things Scottish independence. I am the voice on the internet, Stephen Payton. The date is Friday the 16th of April 2021. Let's get into it. Kicking things off this week, the two big pro-independence parties at Holyrood have launched their respective manifestos ahead of the Holyrood election and... No surprises that a firm commitment to a referendum is present in both. The Scottish Greens were first this week announcing plans for jobs and energy, the end of licences for gas and oil exploration in the North Sea and a millionaire's tax, plus a commitment to backing a second referendum and campaigning to rejoin the EU as an independent nation. On top of that, the party also noted that they were open to exploring a legal challenge against the UK government should they continue to refuse a Section 30 order, the means by which a referendum can be held, in the face of overwhelming support for independence. Speaking at the manifesto launch, Greens co-leader Patrick Harvey noted, fundamentally, the track record of the Greens shows that we don't have to wait for independence to take more radical action on climate, but independence would allow us to do so much more that we currently can't do. The SNP's manifesto came the following day, with the First Minister emphasising that we need to recapture the spirit of 2014 if an indie vote is to succeed. Obviously, the SNP are also supporting a referendum. It's kind of their whole thing. Sturgeon said, We propose that the referendum should be held once the Covid crisis has passed, but in good time to decide that we want to equip our Parliament with the powers it needs to drive our long-term recovery from Covid. Under the SNP's proposals, Scotland would not put the question of rejoining the EU back to the people of Scotland, instead moving forward with plans to rejoin as an independent nation based on the fact that Scotland voted to remain in 2016. Proposals in the manifesto would suggest the timing of the next referendum will be in the first half of the next parliamentary term, once the pandemic has been dealt with. And on this, I'm actually in a degree of agreement with the First Minister. We do need to move as quickly as we can in freeing ourselves from the burden of Westminster, particularly in relation to our recovery from COVID-19. But pushing too early and trying to hold a referendum during the pandemic, as some are suggesting, is just so short-sighted as to cost support for yes. It would be deeply irresponsible to do so. Equally though, There is a degree of urgency now. Our recovery can help reshape the nation around us and I kind of shudder to think how Boris Johnson and his administration would misshape the UK in his own vision. So yeah, we need to have some patience, but also we need to take that opportunity when the moment is right. Regardless of when the next referendum is coming though, it absolutely seems to be on its way if polling is anything to go by. Yet another Panel-based poll shows that leaving the UK remains the majority position in Scotland, with a pro-independence majority sitting in the Scottish Parliament. In particular, support for independence was found to be particularly strong among young people, with 72% of those aged 16 to 35 backing leaving the union. And, according to a Westminster official who led the negotiation of the Edinburgh Agreement, there is no good reason to deny a second referendum if a pro-Indian majority is returned this election. Writing for The Times, Kieran Martin attacked the Tories for their shattering of the basic principles that undermine the union in their denial of democracy in Scotland. Martin wrote, 
to resist a referendum, UK ministers are relying on the Yes campaign's once-in-a-generation soundbite from 2014. But that was just a slogan, with about as much constitutional standing as the £350 million for the NHS on the Brexit bus. It doesn't bind today's voters. This is a point I've raised before too. Why should a soundbite from a few politicians nearly seven years ago stop us from campaigning for a better Scotland now? Especially given how much has changed since then. We are not all beholden to someone else's slogan. Rather than give us democracy, however, Westminster instead plan to love bombers back into submission. According to the Secretary of State Alistair Jack, the Tories now plan to make the positive case for the Union, something they've been attempting to do for years now and have so far failed spectacularly to do so. Ironically, the centrepiece of this love bomb campaign is to replace EU investment with a shared prosperity fund managed in London, which will bypass the devolved governments. Meaning that Westminster will be showing us just how much they love Scots by trampling over local decision making. Right before they slap a big union flag over whatever projects they funded. So we're all forced to see just how much they care. Frankly, I don't think the Tories are even capable of making a positive case for the union. And not just because there isn't really much of one to make. The institution is so broken that it cannot help but revert to type, which is probably why, alongside this spending plan, Whitehall are also recruiting more media advisors, because it wouldn't be a Westminster campaign without a hefty degree of spin, deflection and distraction. And finally, this week, we had another leaders' debate ahead of the election in a few weeks' time, and from that came a comment from the Scottish Tory leader Douglas Ross that I think accidentally sums up his party's approach to Scotland and, more generally, the idea that things can be better than they are now. You just can't, Colin. This was in response to a question on why you couldn't support the recovery from Covid while also moving forward with plans for a referendum. You just can't, Colin. Which is amusing, given that his party managed to implement its damaging Brexit plan in the middle of a pandemic. And I don't recall Ross complaining too loudly about that. All round, the Tories floundered throughout the debate. Colin Mackay told Ross at one point that if we do vote for a majority of pro-independence parties, then that shows people want another referendum, before asking, shouldn't they be allowed to have that? And Ross's response... I don't want another independence referendum. I'm sorry, Ross. I'm sorry that democracy got in the way and that you think because you personally don't want a referendum that you have the right to ignore the wishes of the majority of Scots on the constitutional question. (laughs) It's going to be interesting to see how the Tories will try and squirm out of accepting democracy come May the 6th. But that does bring us to an end this week. With all that said, where does that leave the State of the Union? about as stable as support for the Tories in Scotland as we approach this election. See you all again next Friday.